The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. podcast where we talk about a bit of pop culture that was really important to us when we were a child. Our guest today has written for everybody and her tiny letter is the one tiny letter everybody recommends to everybody else when they say, hey, recommend me a tiny letter. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I read it's it Auntie Donahue. Welcome to the show. Oh my God. Oh, what a nice welcome. I'm moving to Ireland. <laughs> so you're going to talk to us about a big one that we've kind of been holding back and waiting for someone cool to talk about. I'm so excited. Yeah. Star Wars. I Yeah. Oh my God. So where do I begin? Let's start with the first time you saw it. Um, okay, so it was grade six, so sixth grade. That's eleven years old over here, and um, I was hanging out one summer with my friend Leah a lot. Like you know, when you're a kid and you have like one friend, <laughs> everything yes. revolves around that person. Uh-huh. So she had two older brothers, and I was like in love with them. And Colin, the middle brother could not believe I had never seen Star Wars and Lee and I were bored because I guess it was raining and we couldn't go outside and he was like we're gonna watch the first Star Wars and I saw it and was like oh, everything about this is perfect and then I borrowed the trilogy from him on VHS and I just watched and rewatched and rewatched and rewatched and then only gave him them back in December of that year because I got my own for Christmas it was such a big deal. I was obs- I wanted to be Princess Leia more than anything in the world. I still have a crush on Harrison Ford because obviously. Um, yeah. He's and so hot. I, oh, my God. He's so hot. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And he gets hotter as the series goes on. I could not believe it. I really couldn't. I, no, that was also, I think, the t- it's like the Hollywood effect. Because I don't think I'd really loved um, a massive franchise until I was – until that happened. Like I liked, I liked the sound of music and I liked like, I didn't even like the Spice Girls yet. Like this, I liked Disney, but I, that was like a kid thing. This was the first time that I was like in a fandom. If mm. fandoms existed in 1996. I think they did, but they're really like personal fandoms where you were obsessed, but you didn't know anybody else was obsessed as you were. Mm. I think I, oh, I was like sure. that like Radiohead where I thought I was like the only Radiohead fan. Oh yeah. World. Especially when you have your media group of friends don't necessarily all like the thing. So you're like, I'm the only person who likes X. And then the internet came along and was like, here's a forum with like thousands of people who also like this. And you're like, oh. But then sometimes I think oh. fandoms are like, especially Star Wars fandoms can be a bit bit toxic sometimes. That's what put me off watching it in the first place because I'd never watched it until like I saw The Force Awakens. That was my really first ever Star Wars film I saw because when The Phantom Menace came out, I was like six or seven and the way people sold it to me, I thought it was really boring and it was like boys at parties would be like, you haven't seen it? And I'd not see it on purpose then to annoy people. Mm-hmm. But then Star Wars is amazing. It's so good and I can't believe it. And I'm really annoyed at myself that I, I didn't watch it. I like I like the prequels and everything. The ones that people I, hate. <laughs> oh, I hate them. I hate them. I, see, when I, oh my God, get off the line. Get off the podcast immediately. I hate you both. I like them I, because they're funny. Like, they're not. I think, I'm like, they're funny. Like, I was, I was about to turn totally fans. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I was no. about to be your nightmare at a party. Like, I'm like a second away from busting an acoustic guitar out and be like, everyone want to hear Wonderwall? Like, that's like the equivalent of that. Um. For me, okay, so I got really lucky with timing. So it was the summer, um, it was the summer of 1996. So 1997 was the 20th anniversary of when it came out. So that winter, everything was Star Wars. So I didn't even have to be like, does anyone else like Star Wars? I was like, oh, everyone loves Star Wars. <laughs> this is sick. And I had like magazines and I'd pretend my Barbies were them. Like I would spend hours doing like, princess leia's hair trying to recreate all the braids 
And I named like my Ken doll, like he was Han Solo. And um, I did not give a shit about Luke because honestly, <laughs> he does. no one cares. No one. I don't care. now. I like Mark Hamill. I just don't give a fuck about Luke Skywalker. And in my head, Darth Vader, I was like, he, I bet would be super hot. if like, yes. I allowed to entertain this. And like, I remember being like, oh my God, just give him a chance. Look how powerful he is in his cape. Like he's super hot. And then he takes off his mask and you're like, ah. <laughs> No. <laughs> he's this so melted terrible. yeah upsetting he's melted and then i um the prequels came out when i was 14 and we went for it was a friend's birthday and i think um we all went and i made them go because i'm bossy and a bad person who doesn't care about what the <laughs> birthday girl wants like we're going to see this i don't know like what your problem is Corey, but whatever <laughs> and we ended up seeing the phantom menace and i remember sitting there being like not old enough to understand how to articulate my disappointment, but mm. feeling empty. It's like when you have a huge crush on somebody and you're so psyched to hang and you're like, it's going to be the best. Finally, like we're going to one-on-one. What's going to happen? We're going to, it's going to be the best. And then they are like the emptiest person. And you're like, I feel like I'm talking to a sim. That's how I felt. Oh, so yeah. you were like crushed basically. Basically, yeah. and then I remember being like, "This fucking Jar Jar guy, like, oh, no. what I is going on?" Jar Jar. I yeah. would kill and him with every... my own hands. Let's <laughs> <laughs> find him and kill him. <laughs> okay. Like, and, <laughs> and he's animated. I'm like, no, the actor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it gets so dark. I'm like, my other obsession was murder. Um, what else Same. about it? I, same. Oh my god, I could talk about true crime for like. Let's do a sidebar for 40 minutes. (laughs) Oh, I would love it. Oh, my God. Next time, if you ever have a murder podcast, like, please put me on. Okay. Um, Okay. I just listened to the episode of My Favorite Murder where they <gasps> have the Tylenol and Unabomber connection. Oh, yeah. Which I'd never Ooh, heard before. Yeah. And we're after watching Unabomber at the moment as well. It's really Netflix, good, it's isn't really it? Good. Yeah. Just a sidebar, though. Yeah. 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 No, love. I love My Favorite Murder. I think that, I, I, that's mm-hmm. the only podcast that I, like, actively will drive home the long way so I can finish it. Mm-hmm. I always get excited mm-hmm. but, when there's a new episode and then I save it for yes. my walk home because I'm like, I need this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking home and listening to murder stories. It's like, yeah, I in the dark as a not, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Is it my, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I'd fucking kill them. I'd kill them with my bare hands. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Get them in the eyes. Um, okay. So I feel like I'm like hogging all of like our childhood like obsession. Like, why? Like, listen, you like, were you, was I alone? Like, obviously, I'm not alone here in the Star Wars love. Does every, does, do you guys like, I mean, do you love it now? Are you both obsessed now? Like, I feel like my cha- I feel like my feelings have changed towards it as an adult. Do you like the new movies? Can I be real? Yes. Oh god. Oh god. Yeah. I have. I have not seen the newest film yet Ooh. because it came out around Christmas, and there was just like a lot of stuff going on, like in actual real life. That I like. I cannot be in a dark theater with a screen in front of me because I will, all I will do is think about everything else going on. Um, and then, you know, when so much time passes that you're just like, yeah, I'm never, I'm not going to see this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll yeah. see it on Netflix, mm-hmm. I guess. You're like, that I'm passed there. me by now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it passed me by. And like, I, I think the exciting thing about the last Star Wars was it came out at Christmas, mm-hmm. um, two Christmases ago. And I, and it was like, I, I looked so forward to it where I was like, this is like Christmas break and I'm going to go see it. And it's going to be so great. And I'm so excited. And then this Christmas was like, it was one of those where you just are like, let's just get through it. And, yeah. see, and like, and then I ended up <clears throat> actually slicing open my finger like two days after Christmas and got so sick. And then my book edits were due. And then oh, I, no. um, oh my God, it was the fucking worst. And so then I basically just hit the point where I thought, you know what, you're going to rent it on the on demand and you're going to watch Kylo Ren be shirtless for no reason. And <laughs> you're going to think to yourself, should I cheer for him or what's happening? Because I love all the actors. Yeah, they're mm. all really good. They're so good. Yeah. And I yeah. And I like and I mean, but then I heard that like Carrie Fisher's character like just walks out into like space. Is that something that ha- you can tell? I don't mind spoilers like FYI. Kind of. spoil it up. She gets ejected into space yeah. and force pulls herself on... back in. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty it's, wild. Yeah. Ryan Johnson oh. seems to have explanations for everything, though. He seems yeah. to have all the books and knows what he's doing. I feel like he had okay. to because yeah. people were going to come for him about the film regardless because there were women in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had oh the, same the thing, one woman. Yeah. I had the same thing as you because the 
the Force Awakens, I did the same thing. It was like first day of my Christmas holidays, went in on my own for the 11 a.m. showing to an empty cinema to just watch it by myself yeah. pretty much. But then this That's year it was did. just so much harder. To f- so eventually the very last day of Christmas was like, I'm seeing it today no matter what. And yeah. so it, it's worth seeing. It is really good. But also someone took, a, someone took a picture of shirtless Kylo Ren. I heard their flash go off. Oh my God. When I got to the shirtless Kylo Ren scene. <laughs> Which was it was amazing. me. I was in Ireland. I lied. <laughs> I had to go to Ireland. I knew I was going to do it. I had to go where no one would know me. Like, no, my family's not even from the south. I'm just going to go for it. Nobody would it was expect very expensive you. Plane ticket. No one would. No one in the world would have suspected me. Yeah, I think like I remember actually. Uh, this is in, like you know when people are like I'm a nerd and you're like what why because you like glasses like I don't understand this yeah. is actually With the lens like, is poked out yeah like <laughs> oh wow you like something you're a big nerd holy shit no this <laughs> is like next level I had so <clears throat> got into Star Wars summer of 1996 um, winter of 1997 all the 20 year stuff comes out now in Ontario at the time so I'm from um, like right outside of Toronto. We there was a thing like you had to do this in grade five, six, seven, and eight, and it was like mandatory or like you had to give a speech. You had to learn how to write a speech and then present it. So it's like public speaking. So everyone does it on stuff like at the time it was the nineties. There was a lot of ones on AIDS, a lot of a lot of that, <laughs> a lot of like. It was so like imagine eleven year old being up in the classroom and being like, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about AIDS. Like, you're 11. <laughs> like, are you serious? So I went up and I did Star Wars. That's so cool. And it was called What I Liked About Star Wars because I'm a self-centered son of a bitch. <laughs> and I went up there and I gave it my all. And I ended up winning, like, my my classroom, then my school, then the district. And then I then like I went as high as you could go and then I didn't win but I won awards I have literal little trophies for your love of Star Wars yeah it ended with um oh my god the forest be with you that's yeah I think that is what I ended with and I started it with a long time ago (gasps) far far away like that's the ultimate like nerd badge if someone disagrees with you about Star Wars ever about anything you just smack that trophy down on the table and go listen yeah exactly I've I've done this don't argue with me yeah you basically done the Toastmasters of Star Wars. Yeah. That's and so I cool. On, I likened, because it was Catholic school, um, I likened it to, oh my God, the like like the like parallels with the Bible. Like I didn't have to do this. It wasn't like, I love Jesus. Like it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like my mom being like, um, I think your teacher would appreciate if you put that in and you might get like some points. And I'm like, oh, sick, cool. <laughs> um, so I was like, Obi Kenobi is like Jesus. The force is like God. And then like the kids in the class were like, okay. And then the teacher was like, cool. You like... <laughs> you clearly love the lord and i was like nope (laughs) but i do like attention and star wars so together here we go (laughs) you made jesus cool i made jesus cool in my head jesus wears a robe just like obi-wan and he is alec guinness nope fully like jesus if he had lived past 33 maybe yeah i turn yeah i was gonna say i turned 33 this year and all i can think about is i am going to be the age that jesus died (laughs) (laughs) you're looking so if you go to cat Go get around. If you go to, if you've gone to Catholic school, that's what it does yes. to you. There's yeah. like nothing left other than that memory. <laughs> Just like, oh my god, I'm that age. Yeah. Oh no, I'm 33 Jesus as well, age. and every year I oh. I check who I've outlived. So oh. the year like you outlive like oh, James Dean, grim. you're like, oh, that was a bad one. Like I've uh, outlived him, but he, he kind of outlived me as well. You know, <laughs> in terms of a life. It, it is uh, not too late. Alan Rickman yeah. did not start acting until he was like in Die Hard. Yeah, he That's was true. like his late 30s when he started acting. So did yeah. the Irish actor. I don't know if you know him, Brendan Gleeson. He's Donald Gleeson's yes. dad. He okay. started acting. I... He was a teacher. And then he started acting I... when he was like in his 30s. I have to talk to you guys very seriously for a second. Okay. I have a very big crush. And I don't know if it's on Donald Gleeson or if it's on General Hux, but it's there and <laughs> we need to talk about it. Everybody How do you guys does. feel about him? Do you Gleeson... just, I'm not alone. Everybody is in love with Donald Gleeson. I want to be his best friend. I think I've, Alan needs to take the floor here because he has he wanted to bring Donald Gleeson up. I mean, yeah. I, so we everyone loves him. If I ever meet him in real life, I have a lot of tweets to delete because <laughs> I like Donald Gleeson so much. Because he um, started here on a sketch show called Your Bad Self, where he was like oh. immediately the star. Of so it. funny. There's one sketch where he's going um, 
up to do a presentation and gives himself a paper cut beforehand and the paper cut just starts bleeding everywhere and he starts crying and getting sicker and sicker and crying more and more and it's my favourite sketch of all time. (laughs) He's so good. He seems so nice and Mm. he's good in everything. Every time he pops up you're like this is better now because Donald Gleeson's in like that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. True Grit. It's every little thing he does. How do you say that? Ex Ex Machina? Machina? Yeah. Yeah, He's really good in that. Mm. I I want to see it. He's very nice and handsome and he was really good in Brooklyn. I really like. Oh my god, Brooklyn! Yeah. I love Brooklyn. That movie made me cry a lot. Oh, like, same. To the too much, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I would never watch it with another person because they'd be like, "Are you gonna make it?" And I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no, I'm sad for life now." I love. See, the thing is, I have this problem, which probably goes into like my real life, or whatever. Where you're just like, you the bad boy in the movie, and in my head, I'm like, I could win him over. So I can change him. Me too. Yes. In my yeah. head, I'm like, General Hux would love me. He would think I was so fun and he would date <laughs> me and it would be great. And I'm like, girl, it is not Hux that you like because he literally sounds like a Nazi leader. You like the actor who plays him. But uh-huh. my my yeah. my brain watching is like, I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> like you want a uh, pixie dream girl, General Hux. Yes. He's, yes, I do. He's your Natalie Honestly, Portman in Garden I'm going to put some headphones on him. <laughs> give him the yeah. shins. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna like cut my cut my bang. Yeah. I'm gonna get bangs like Zoe Deschanel. I'm gonna like be like unavailable yet kind of available. Just on the desk, like, like hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm like I don't even believe in commitment. You'll be like what? To like, the cause? Like so what are you hot. talking about? <laughs> I like I see. This is the thing. I get really angry when people don't like the new movies where they're just like, because look at us having so much fun talking about the new movies. They're really good. They're so much fun. Yeah, I love them. And I love Daisy Ridley and I love Oscar Isaac. <gasps> and I, we all do. Yes. Trust me, everyone in mm. the world. <laughs> I think that's the thing though. Like, um, like you just said that the, like they're so fun. And I think the problem with when J.J. Abrams was announced as the director of The Force Weekends, I think everybody kind of forgot that Star Wars was allowed to be fun. And they're like, it's not going to be true to the spirit of the film. And it's yeah. like, it's a fucking movie. Like, chill out. It's a story. It's a fake story. None of these people are real. <laughs> this didn't happen. This isn't fucking Schindler's List where you're like, this is serious. We watch it. We respect it. Mm. It's history. Like, did was this like, were they being, were they honoring the subject? This is a fake film about space a long time ago in a galaxy that's not even what we live in. Even if it was real, no one would come from the other galaxy and be like, pardon me, sir. Um, this isn't as part of the spirit of the film. I hate it. I hate snobby people, man. They're all so busy. They're busy in the other galaxies. They don't have the time to come and pull us up on that. That's what put me off Star Wars because it would be people just pontificating about it so much. And I just had this impression that it was a really serious kind of up its own ass space movie. But it's Mm. like a, it's a fun movie. Like Indiana Jones, it's like an adventure movie. Whereas I, because I grew up with the prequels, so it just seemed really like Anakin was like, I'm so mad. I hate sand. So yeah, the, the prequels are really charmless. I think. Yeah, the there's no fun, and the dialogue between Padme and Anakin is like some of the worst I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. I you know I never made it through the second, the the number two and three. Oh, there's never did it. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I saw the second one in the cinema, so I kind of have to stay with the third one. I, I didn't bother with, which apparently is the best of them. But it, the third one is actually the best yeah. one. It has the least amount of Jar Jar. <laughs> oh god now okay i have a question so like i mean not because you guys are my new authorities on these last two on the first three films um <laughs> so is it like a seamless transition to the for to uh a new hope like you know what i mean like does it make does it line up like where you're like oh because you know how i saw rogue one that's what mm. it's called right yeah which tricked me into sobbing in the theater by myself <laughs> First of all, I also saw it right under, right after we'd like buried my uncle. It was this whole thing, and I'm like, you know what will make me feel better? A Star Wars film. I'll go, um. I'll go watch this. And then I sat with my hood up, just sobbing uncontrollably at the end, and because like, what the fuck? So, but then you know when they hand the plans to Carrie Fisher's hologram, and yeah. they're like, she's like, I know what to do, and you're like, what? I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> Is there a moment like that in the first three films? Or is it literally just like, we just made some films and now here we go? Like, is there a moment between linking the prequels to... Yeah, like where you're like, holy shit, that's cool. There like... are some threads 
like they're not major, but they're just kind of like little callbacks. Even like um, in the 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 last one, the last new one, like uh, the what's it called? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Right, Revenge of the yeah. Sith. Yeah. Um, what you call it? You see like Anakin's face like get all melted, and then his like arm gets cut off, and you're like, oh, he's in the Darth Vader suit now. So when you see the oh. final ep- the final episode of the original, um he comes back as like a forest ghost but it's Hayden Christensen he's been CGI'd in instead oh. of the guy who originally played Darth Vader when his mask was off so I think yeah. they just did a bit of retconning okay like a little like, yeah okay. little bits. yeah I mean I'm not Hayden Christensen is handsome very and hot. I'll allow this yeah very yeah <laughs> I mean it sucks that he's not in anything now and nor will he likely ever be but that's okay because we have this and his weird ass fucking haircut now question again why <laughs> does he melt like what caused did he fall into a volcano like i've heard a lot of things it's a whole thing yeah so he at the very end he sort of chooses the dark side because emperor palpatine who's a guy who is a senator at the start and then he becomes the emperor and he's like i'm probably getting it wrong people are gonna get mad at me but emperor well, palpatine, if they do tell them to come at me <laughs> i will i'll direct them to you but he so he's a secret sith lord and he recruits Anakin to the dark side because Anakin has a big fear of um, people he loves dying because his mom died. And then he's scared of Padme dying in childbirth. So then he moves to the dark side and then he starts to kind of get evil. Like his eyes change and stuff. And he tells Padme that he hates her and then he like hits her and stuff. And then oh my God. there's like a big battle scene at the end. And I can't remember who it's against, but he like gets his, he'd already had his like, one of his limbs cut off and then someone else like cuts off his leg and then Palpatine finds him at the end he's literally like crawling one-handed up the side of the volcano he's somehow still alive and then they put him in the suit and then they tell him that Padme is dead even though she isn't at the time and then he's like no so he's like what then when you see him in the original you, you realize you're like oh my god he's like playing with grief because he thinks that his kids are dead and his wife is dead and he's done all this terrible shit for nothing He's gone full Bruce Wayne. He did go mm. full Bruce Wayne. That's kind of Robocop's I, origin story as well. Is it? Yeah, he gets everyone cut up everyone, and shot it is and then put into a suit. Yeah. It's evil spilled on fear. Also, <laughs> I also love that his fear is like a normal fear. where It's like, I'm afraid of the people I love dying. It's like, join <laughs> the fucking club, son. Like, aren't we all? Like, I don't walk around being like, my family dies. Who gives a shit? Like, it's very like. <laughs> I don't give a I don't give up. It is for it all about me is me and my weird braid because I'm a fucking Jedi. I got this cloak on. I'm going to be hot in the 2000s and I'm going to date Summer Roberts and I'm out of here. Like I'm going to be a farmer now, I think. I think he's some kind of farmer. Yeah, I think he lives. I think he lives near me, actually. He lives on a ranch. Yeah, like he has families from Markham, which is about 40 minutes north of Toronto. And I only know this because a friend of mine was on either Tinder or Bumble or something, and she found a fake Hayden Christensen. Oh, I was so excited. Um, <laughs> oh, could you, I'm just using Tinder like a normal person. As I would have lost know, like, my mind. Um, but she told me because she she like he like matched with her and then she messaged him and was like oh my god she went to her high school and realized so she's like do you remember so and so so and so this teacher and he's like no but i remember you and she's like no you don't (laughs) (laughs) you don't even you're not real you're not hating christensen you're not hating christensen yeah i think i don't know i think i star wars like when i first i want to go i feel like i want to go back to like the night like the 90s and the f- magic of watching something like that the first time when you're too young to be cynical and you're just so psyched this story is so good. Like you don't question why Why does Leia have to wear that bathing suit for so long? And like wh- where did she get normal size clothes in the Ewok world? And you're, but you don't give a shit. You're just like this is the fucking best. And you don't realize that the Jim Hansen Muppets are massive, massive players in the game. There's so many did things. Did you know that? The Muppets, yeah, they didn't. Who they do all the Ewoks? Did Jim, yeah, and yeah. then Frank Oz is Yoda's oh, voice, course, but yeah. he's also oh, five yeah. D Bears voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But that's like I think I feel bad that I didn't come to it 
as a child because like you were saying there's so much stuff where I'm like oh I don't know about this and like, I was watching and I was like I know now that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher had an affair and it wasn't good oh, yes. and it made me so sad <laughs> did you read the book yeah and I was like oh my Isn't god it? he did her dirty like truly did. At, oh but you know what at the end like I feel like as grown-ass adults right now yeah. there's this weird it's like rewatching Mad Men as an adult versus when it first came out mm-hmm. and you're like oh, everyone's fucked up. Like, we're all sad. Yeah. We all do bad things. Everyone um, does bad things. Everybody. All of us are horrible. Yeah, like, we're good people, but we're also bad. Like, we're complicated and we're messy. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, reading that book and then watching them, I think what, to me, what was interesting was reading that book, knowing it all happened during the first film, and then watching them do the promo, like, if you, like, read about that or, like... Oh, uh, I've never... It, it, do you notice things? You just notice, like... You're like, I've been that girl. Like, I get that. Like, I've done that. Or like, and then they're so good in Empire Strikes Back. And then they're just friendly. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's, you're like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You're just too human. Like, they had nothing else to do. You might as well bang. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that the truth of it? Honestly. I mean, you're movie stars. Like, you're not, you're, that's what you, like, they're movie stars. What else? What else are they supposed to do? It's just like a bunch of good looking people. Put them yeah, in close quarters for yeah. months at a time. You just kind of assume they okay. all they all are or have. Yeah, they all, yeah. My theory is all celebrities know each other and are friends. Yes, yes. That's proven fact. I definitely and think I so, especially since yeah. Instagram. You know, when you see someone, you're like they tag someone else, or like Reese Witherspoon commented on blah blah's like thing. You're like, how are you guys? Where <laughs> did you meet? Oh my god! You know what's a fun fact about me? I can never go to the party. You know, on the Instagram feed where it's like what people are how they're interacting with your photos and then you go and you see how other people are acting oh like what the other people like no no i can't do it because i start to feel i just it's a weird feeling where i'm just like well why didn't they do that with me well why didn't so 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 follow me back yeah (laughs) and i'm like oh you're turning into a freak so you can't look at that anymore it's weird it's a weird thing there was i like that we've come to Go on. No. Oh, no, you go ahead. No, this is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guest. It's all about you. Yeah. Uh, there was really it, Everything is about me all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a really good article probably about two years ago uh, that was basically like, guys, we can see what pictures you like on Instagram. Yes. There was all these guys with like girlfriends and stuff liking, liking all these bikini models. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. Live your life. You have eyes. But, but it's just yeah. funny when guys, it's like they pretend. It's like a really like much less subtle way of you know on Twitter where men respond to women's tweets re- like repeatedly in the hopes that something will happen and they never the woman never replies <laughs> to anything it's it's that kind of yes. thing when you're I like, do know what that's like <laughs> like I mean I think most people do online no, I was gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio has not responded to a single one of my tweets and it has is he really not? Because I've never been following, and that makes me really sad. You think he'd do a courtesy fave or something, right? Like I know we're never gonna date. I'm like 40 years too old. Like I, like, <laughs> he is cruising in like kids in utero right now. Like He's I understand. Checking I out people like 2099. I'd say will be his. Yeah, next. yeah. I he doesn't know. want them to remember Titanic. Oh my god, he doesn't. He doesn't. Even though BT Dubs. Harry Styles and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Harry Styles looks like Leo did in Titanic. I, oh, I don't want true. Harry to follow the same path as Leo, though. He won't. If it makes you guys feel better, here's some fun, hot goss. It's not goss at all. A couple of my friends have covered his like his tour and like have been there on like one or two stops. Mm-hmm. And these are people that like would give me like if he was an asshole, like they would be like, "Holy shit!" What they give it? you it? He the, is the truth. Yeah, I get the cold facts. And apparently he is just the most polite and warm and gracious and kind and genuinely like when he, he genuinely cares about everyone in the audience. He cares about people who are attending the show. He cares about people in the press. He cares about his backup band. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go around and introduce himself to every single person in the catering section. Like he is a dream human, which is makes me so happy because Leo at that happy. point. Hmm. Yeah, and because he's my favorite Leo, in One Direction, he was always well, my favorite. Who among us? Yeah, I think also Leo at that point was part of the Pussy Posse and was Ooh. best friends with David Blaine. <laughs> We've covered Sorry, the Pussy I've Posse a couple times here before. Yeah. 
No, and going rogue is good because Star yeah. Wars is so far reaching that you can talk about anything and link it back to Star Wars so easily. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, sorry, but you guys like now ask away. I don't know if you have questions. I was just like got really excited no, that I looked this is like fun. it's already been 35 minutes. <laughs> this is minutes. exactly what we want. Yeah. Um, oh good. Let's ask a general Star Wars question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite I'm... film of them? Or is it just general Star Wars? You know what? I, could, I feel no. like I couldn't pick a favorite. No. I feel like the one I get the most story satisfaction out mm-hmm. of um is probably empire strikes back yeah mm-hmm. but i really and like I, I really liked the force awakens i really liked it in a way that was like i'll put it on when i'm puttering because it's comforting to me mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's the one yeah. i've seen the most i think is it for because i just put it yeah. on just as comfort yeah. food, kind of i need to watch it again yeah. because i only watched it like twice and like i watched all of i watched like the prequels on the original three over the Christmas mm. and I'd never seen them so I really like I needed to watch them as soon as I finished one I would be on to the next mm. one and I kind of yeah. couldn't believe it because I used to be like Star Wars is for dweebs and that's not me I'm nerds about I'm nerdy about other more important things yeah. but it's been so rewarding it's such a fun series of movies I fucking love it it's so fun and I think that's why I didn't I mean I'm not going to say Rogue One was a bad movie because I think everyone did a good job in it Mm -hmm. I think it just wasn't fun at all like you just are like so bummed when you leave and you're like yeah I got really attached to every single one of these people and spoiler alert they are all dead now all of them Oh, I haven't seen it, but I expected as much as I did. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's sorry. No, it's I... fine. That's completely my own fault. Well, it's been for years. Well, you know what? Get with the time. Life is harsh. Okay, get with it. Get yeah. with it. <laughs> Come on, Alan. Are you excited about the Han Solo film? Oh yeah, because I feel oh. like the fact that they fired the Lego Movie guys for making it too funny is kind of a red flag for me. The only thing I'm excited about flag. is Lando Calrissian. Yeah. We're all, oh. all excited about Lando. <laughs> Donald Glover, he's just at, oh my God, his career is like the kind that you like literally wish for on like, if he's you a have two wishes, you it's just insane. Wish he's trying to like he's five amazing. dream careers. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He's so smart. He's so good. Um, Okay. So here's the thing. This movie will work if it is funny mm-hmm. and like it is what it is. AKA if you're not like, no, no, we don't need a story about Han Solo. So it has to be funny because it's pointless. Yeah. But if we go down the, like, Ron Howard took over directing. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. He's, I like him, but he does, like, Apollo 13. It's and very like safe. Right. And yeah. also very, like, this is a hero story. <laughs> Han yeah. Solo's not real. Like, you know, like, the, all of the other movies that you do are rooted in history. Like yeah. we need to, are you going to be cool? Cause his, his movies, <laughs> I would never leave a movie theater and be like that Ron Howard movie was so funny. I laughed so hard at that. I had fun at that. On the, you know, <laughs> like, I had a real fun I had time. Fun. I feel like if you don't make it that he's like, cause Han Solo is just, he's a really hot space cowboy. And if you Correct. make it in any way where it's like, this man sacrificed everything. And you're like, no, right? can you not yeah. just please ha- let him have fun? Like, it, if you, right? It'd be good if he just emerged from an egg at the start of the film with no yeah. family or backstory. No, and then just, just yeah. his waistcoat and his boots. Yeah. It's oh, just I love him, him and Lando like talking shit at that bar where he shoots Greedo. Where you're Honestly, just like, I would, I would watch that. I would watch them in mm. like an apartment sharing sitcom. Like Space Casablanca, yes. but with Space- two ricks. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, I also think it's like, I think Ansel Elgort would have made a really good Han Solo. Yeah, I think so too, because he's kind of cheeky. Yeah, and like after seeing Baby Driver, I'm like, oh, you have it. Like you have that like smirky, like, are you a dick or like, do I like you? Like I can't tell kind of. But this, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And this, yeah, it is. It is for sure both. Um, And then this guy, I mean, I don't know him from Adam. I wish him well. If he's listening, <laughs> I'm rooting for you, kid. I'm on your side. Good job, but son. But I feel like he's been set up to fail. Yeah. And I feel sad for him because how shitty would that be if you were the title character in a movie and everyone just kept talking about how excited they were for Lando? Oh, my God. Yeah. I never even thought about it framed that way. The that fact would that we be can't a even remember his name right now No, I don't know his name. If you had yeah. gun to my head right now, I would be like, <laughs> I don't I don't have the answers to this question. I honestly Google. don't. I don't we have could time. say any name. His name is Jonathan 
a flangle prop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what a guy. I love, oh, I love his work. Guy. Yeah. I love, love he's his got work. His, his track record yeah. is just stunning. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. Now, yeah. he was good in Hail Caesar. He was, he but was he's funny. very handsome. He but I handsome. just He's like... Uh, I mean, like he's handsome, but he's not. I I feel like you can't make a Han Solo movie because Harrison Ford is Han Solo. You can't separate the two. I no, don't know. Harrison Ford is him. It'd be like making The Fugitive two, and yeah. you're like Doctor Richard, or like Indiana Jones, like when they put Shia LaBeouf in, and it was like mm. no one mm. wants this. No. no one asked for this. No, never do this again. <laughs> put it in the vault and just don't speak of it anymore. Put it in the vault and blow up the vault, and then. <laughs> and then Blow up yourself if you're thinking of defending it. Like, don't yeah. you dare. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, God bless. You see, Indiana Jones was a trilogy I've always wanted to get into, and I never have. Yeah, and I've tried, and I've just been like, it's just, I I would prefer it to be, now I would prefer to just always be watching him as Han Solo. If it was, right. you know, I, I just think he's such a great character. He's such a, like, lovable dickhead, and that's, like, such a weak spot of mine for tv people i think it's from when you're like when you said when you're like a teenager especially and you're like you're really mean and that's it you're like, yeah. <laughs> like you're like i'm gonna fix you yeah and it's like if you're listening you can't anyone yeah. who thinks that about whoever they like you, no stop don't it. Do Put, it stop it don't you can't <laughs> fix them you, they don't know you stop it no but at the time you're like i will be the princess leia to my own personal hand solo mm-hmm. I'll show him I I can fix this spaceship and then he will love me. I will call him a nerf herder, which embarrassed me as a kid. Even though as a kid, I was like, this is an embarrassing insult. Like, you're (laughs) adults. You should be swearing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we? Are we we children? Exactly. And you know what? (laughs) If you ever said that in seriousness to another person, like, you would have, you'd have no friends and you deserve to have no friends. I think anything that comes to you after using a term like that is, is justified, you know. Yeah, it sounds like something a g- bully in a Disney film would call someone. Yeah, it's like yes, like Freakazoid or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, or like Dweebus. Oh my god, Dweebus. Yeah, <laughs> that's good actually. I if just you ever, <laughs> I I think that is a real thing. I think that's a '90s insult. Me, but I don't know. I'll just say it. Just bring it back. I feel like if you guys <laughs> ever have me on again, I want to be um, here for Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Do you guys? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that would be so mm-hmm. good. I, because as we're sitting here coming up with stupid insults, I'm like, oh, my God, this is reminding me more and more of a scene in Emperor's New Groove, which has nothing to do with Star Wars. But now I've said this on the record, so you will be held accountable for when and if mm-hmm. I'm asked back. That sounds really good because that's such a re- – that's like a, one of the best Disney movies. Is it Disney or oh, DreamWorks? No, it is Disney. It's yeah. Disney. Is it? yeah. yeah, it's one of the last 2D ones. It's so funny. Yeah. And David Spade's oh greatest God. role, maybe? I don't know. I think yeah, so. And 100%. he has so yeah. many to choose from. <laughs> He's actually and really Earth nice. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pull the lever. Did you guys know that Kate Spade, the designer, is <gasps> her brother-in-law is, is David Spade? No way. Huh. Mm-hmm. Two, the two Spades of America. I, Titans. Two Spades. <laughs> Titans. They're like Titan. the Collins sisters, like yeah. Jackie and Joan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know they were sisters exciting. until I was like 21. And then I was like, what? I didn't know, I didn't know they were separate were people until one of them died. Oh, to God. Honest, yeah. Just always, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any more Star Wars things? I was going to ask, do you um, still, is Princess Leia still your favorite character? I can't tell if I love Princess Leia or if I love Carrie Fisher. Because Princess Leia as a character, it's like, cool, I would have handled things very differently. Number two, um, Carrie Fisher as a person and as a writer and as an actor, I'm like, that she, like, I was so sad when she died i love yeah. her work her talk like the way she would write about mental health and the way she would write about addiction like like alcohol was in such, yeah she was yeah in and like as someone that comes from those two schools as well it mm-hmm. was like oh shit you can do this like she was one of the first writers i remember thinking oh wow you can like do this in a funny way like you don't have to be sad like you can do this in a way that makes fun of yourself and makes fun of everybody else and like, yeah, she always says if she doesn't laugh and it would be true and that's unacceptable. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <gasps> oh, so, yeah. yeah she's, so I, she's so good. So I think Princess Leia is great, but she's so much like Carrie Fisher was so much more than Leia. And I mm. think that's something that like, I mean, she's I just could go on about her forever. Did you watch the documentary with about her and her mom? No, is it good? It's very, very sad knowing yeah. they both die because mm-hmm. you can tell Debbie is dying. Oh. Um, 
and you don't realize what's going on with Carrie. And then I really loved Catastrophe. So it was yeah. just like, yeah. is Catastrophe coming back? You're Irish. You guys are related to Sharon Horgan. Yeah, That's a- how it works. <laughs> there's a fourth season coming. Third. I think Rob Delaney tweeted the other day that he's that they're writing it right now. So well, yeah, they're going to take a break. He's also like, yeah, which is fair. He yeah, kinda, I, that also Life was heartbreaking. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love them. That's such a good show. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite shows. It's yeah. It's what about you guys? Flawless. Do you who do you like? Who's your main? Who are your go tos? Your characters? I really like Leia, um, mm-hmm. and I really like Luke in the newest one. I think oh, it's cool because okay. in in the old ones, Luke is kind of. I love Mark Hamill and I I like Luke as I don't have any objections against him. But in the new one, it's cool because he kind of denounces the Jedi a little bit, and I think that's cool because a lot of people Ooh. were angry about that. But like he was like Jedi, the Jedi is kind of stupid, and the rules are stupid, and because you have to see it. But I like his attitude in it, and, and I think Mark Hamill is amazing as him. So yeah, yeah I like the. Luke and Leia. It's so basic. Like, yeah, no, yeah. But the new film really turned me around on Luke. I always, I, I always, never had a problem with Luke. I know he's he kind of like a, a milk drinker. But... Yeah, yeah. And then, but he's literally a milk drinker in the new film. Yeah. So, and yes. just all the charm that Mark Hamill has now, you see is that in Luke, but it's in a really sad, grim kind of charm. Yes. Which yeah, I like wasn't that there before. So, the older I get, the more I like people who are like, I am fucked up. It's like great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you I like for you being way better. Living in your truth. Yes, I can't. I feel like, oh my God, this is an aside, but there is this like a guy, whatever, and his whole shtick was like um, about like being so positive. And I actually was like, oh no, like no. absolutely not. No. <laughs> can't do that. So much not of that is that denial. Positive. You just have to chill and just mm. like, also, right? Yeah. I don't know. We all might die tomorrow. We might as well just not like, oh, let's let's be honest about it and then have fun and like don't be a dick. But also like if I was on this podcast just going on about how great everything was, you would be like, she's a sociopath. I'd be like, is she okay? I'm very scared and would like to turn. Correct. You would have, and, yeah. And you would be like, I, I'm, I'm telling everyone to unsubscribe um, from my newsletter. Nobody Mass buy her book. Nobody. Nobody. Speaking of your book, Anne, yeah. tell us about it. Well, I just finished the last edits a couple hey. weeks ago. They broke me. So congrats. Um, <laughs> because what they don't tell you about writing essays about your life um, is that you have to have processed all of those feelings before. It, and then that's oh, easy. No. But I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I'm like a good Irish barrier. Like I'm like, never happened. Don't worry about it. So to it, I had to bring up a lot of old stuff where you're like, ugh, woof. Mm-hmm. But um, – they're essays about me. Yes. 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 And if you read the newsletter, they're pieces that are in that vein. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Mm-hmm. And the whole kind of the whole message of the book, or so I hope, is like everybody fails and we're all disasters and it's fine and do your own thing and don't be a dick. But also it's if you are, that's you're human. So there's that kind of like a celebration of being beautiful disasters but that's so nice because i think especially there are so many expectations around how to be especially when you're like in a career and you're like starting out and you don't know what you want with anything like personal life relationships and stuff so for someone to be like sometimes shit just kind of go like goes haywire but then it's fine and then it's shitty again and then it's fine that's just yeah it's you need to hear those kind of things rather than someone being like this book will change your life if you do these three steps every day and it's like it's bullshit oh, no i have no answers that's i think that's the <laughs> no, important but that's thing like it's like the best it's so good well, thank you i think it's um it's a lot more less pressure to live as a person when you can just be like i don't know man everything's hard like i even i when i was doing like the book was part of like the big december christmas disaster of like mm. and you have stitches and now down the road your hand your finger will need surgery and now you're doing these edits and then you adopted a cat but you couldn't keep it so you had to give it back like all of these so <laughs> stupid shit mm. um and like i there was like a moment where i'm like i was just trying so hard not to feel any emotions because i mm. hate feelings same but i was like yeah right awful so sometimes i, was, like, I love doing... them though i like i fluctuate <laughs> i love 
I like an anger <laughs> and I yeah. like feeling like warmth and like speaking like openly, but crying is like, I'm not great with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I rem- by the, by the last bit, I was like, plants will help. Crystals will help. <laughs> this self-help book will help. And I ended up just having to fucking cry for like a week. And then I was like, okay, fine. We'll be honest. Things are hard and it's okay and it'll be better. But also life is, I don't know, watch Mad Men. <laughs> life yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Yeah. When is it going to come out? Do you September. have a date? Oh, okay. September. Yeah, I don't know the exact date, but I know that we're nailing down cover art and stuff. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's oh, fun. What's it called? Yeah. You didn't say the name of it. It's called Nobody Cares. <gasps> oh my God. That's mm-hmm. so good. It's true. And I will- <laughs> What I really wish was that it was um, just the picture of Michael Scott saying it to Toby from The Office, but we cannot all win our battles. So I have chosen – that would have been amazing cover art because that's where I got – my friend and I started saying that to each other whenever I'd stress out about something or she would. I'd be like, nobody cares. Knock, knock. Nobody cares. And she'd be like, you're right. (laughs) Nobody cares. It's so refreshing when you realize that like as much as you want everyone to be looking at you all the time and being like, you're amazing. It's also very, very nice when you realize no one is looking at you. No and one cares. Who cares? No. I'm going to eat some fish and chips in the car, and that's just <laughs> the way it's going to be. It's like eating food on the street, and people are like, people are going to look at me eating, and I'm like, I'm hungry, and I'm going to unhinge my jaw right now and eat this sandwich. Yes. Yes. And yeah. also, then you should look at me. Look at me. Look. Get Watch it. Watch me. Get, yeah. Okay. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> you into that? They are. They are getting off on it. That's, that's how it is. Just turned into some of the war corner now, all of a sudden. I know, I'm really, I'm getting really like, you're like, this is not how we thought it was going to go. She has been talking for like, she almost talking for an hour. Jesus Christ. Thank, I'm so glad you guys wanted me on. This was super cool. This was this so was cool. This was great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah. There. So. Okay. Um, so if someone hasn't, is has been avoiding Star Wars for all of their life, what would you say mm-hmm. to them to convince them to watch it? I feel like. All right. I'd be like, listen, is this like a statement thing that you're doing? Like, are you trying to be cool? I don't know what this is. It's like mass mainstream pop culture at this point. It's yeah. on all mm-hmm. the time. Like, you have no reason. But okay, fine. You want to be difficult. I would say, I don't know what you want me to tell you because you probably have such strong opinions already despite having never seen it that you're going to decide to hate it anyways. You're going to find all the flaws. I don't want to hear it. I want you to shut your lights off, <laughs> watch it all in a day, and then – when you've watched even no don't watch the pre-episodes when you're done (laughs) sit on it watch it again and then by that point i'll have gone through your wallet and your stuff you'll have nothing left but it doesn't matter you'll have your love of this beautiful franchise exactly i'll have robbed you blind while you've been doing this but that's fine that's there we go yeah that's great advice thank you so much (laughs) yeah thank Thank you 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 guys are delightful i had so much fun this is so great this is so fun thank you oh my god well Oh, sorry. Go if on. you're ever in, if you're ever in Toronto, come visit. Okay. And if not, not everyone listening, fuck them. I mean, you guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank bye, you. Yeah, guys. Hey. Alan and Alan back again. Hi. That was fun. That was so fun. Yeah. Thanks again to Andy, Andy Donahue. It was really great. I had a fun time. Yeah. If you, seen, t- if you haven't heard of Star Wars before, then maybe now you'll watch, check it out. Yeah. It's a cool kind of, I don't know. It's a small sort of series of films. Yeah. It's and like Star Paul Trek. Thomas Anderson directed them. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like Star Trek, but kind of like medieval Star Trek. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You should try it. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I was really glad to get funny. I needed to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> so to talk to Auntie Donahue, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Star Wars now. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. Like, I I don't know. I never thought that my life would end up like this, is what I mean. Yeah. But it's nice. It's nice to be open-minded to things and try stuff and then be like, oh, actually, I was wrong. That's kind of what this podcast is done. Yeah, that's the whole vibe. Like, I bet I won't like Gemini the holograms. Guess what? Love it. Guess what? Probably won't you like, were wrong. Probably won't like the Saddle Club series of books for girls about horses. Guess what? I read them all the time now. They're so supremely good. Yeah, they're a nice little snack to to read. You know, like yeah. easy 
easy breezy book. Lemon book. An easy breezy lemon squeeze book. <laughs> yeah. 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 We should we should thank some people. Yeah. Uh we should thank D. Thank you for, D, your, artwork. for your artwork. D McDonald. Yeah. D McDonald. Uh we should thank Headstuff. Yeah, thank you, Headstuff. Especially Paddy, who figured out how to record Skype calls for us. Yay, thank you, Paddy. we would not know otherwise. No. Um, well, who else do we think? Um, people who are listening, that's nice. Yeah. Anybody who's ever left a review on yeah. iTunes or anything like for that. For the love of God, please, Jesus Christ, just do it. Just leave a review. It's good. It's nice. It would be really nice. And yeah. I would be extremely happy. Alan would be too, but especially me. Mm-hmm. Ellen is the one you need to please. Come on now. Step it up. Yeah. Um, or oh, don't like do whatever I don't know there's all the social media things yeah so what have we got juvenalia underscore pod on twitter mm-hmm. juvenalia has an instagram I've forgotten the username so I'm going to find that now and the tell you facebook is juvenalia pod and there's I... a group that I haven't posted anything in yet so sorry to we're really on our game with the promo we're social media experts so our SEO was on point juvenalia pod is the the Instagram, no mm-hmm. underscore or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. And the underscore is for Twitter. Um, and you can follow Alan, Alan underscore Maguire. Mm-hmm. Follow Ellen at Incog Ellen. Yeah, it's a name from when I worked in retail and I wanted to be incognito. So my manager didn't follow me. Mm-hmm. But now all my business is online. It's your brand now. Oh. Mm. It is. <sighs> uh, oh, there's an email address. Yeah. It's juvenile at headstuff. Only nice emails, please. Yeah, we've gotten some nice emails. They were very much appreciated. Um, that's it. Uh, yeah. Adam, do you have anything to plug? Um, do you have anything to plug? No, just... Uh, I. Oh, I think... Will, will I say about the thing? The seller? Yeah, because I was going to say it, yeah. so you probably should as well. Me and Alan are going to be doing comedy at the Comedy Cellar. On the 27th of March. Yeah, like separately. It's not like a... Yeah, no, we're not act. doing a duo thing. No. We're not nerds. No. But uh, yeah, we're... All we're comedy gonna... duos are nerds. Ellen Tannum, 2018. Actually, that's not true. I love... No. no. Like, I call things nerdy, nerds and it's not always true. No, just... they're more dweebuses. Yeah, dweeb... <laughs> dweebus lord. But yeah, um, we're going to be doing that. What else do you have to plug, Ellen? Do you I think that's it. Else? Yeah. Because, yeah, no, I have another one, but it's in between now and when the podcast comes out, so... If yeah. you were at the Comedy Crunch on the 12th of March, I hope it was okay. <laughs> I hope it was um, okay. I hope that went okay for you. Um, yeah, I've, that was a nice episode. I'm happy. Yeah, me too. We're going to go um, have a Monday pint yeah, now. Yeah, it's going to be, be crispy as frick. <laughs> I was going to swear. <laughs> and then I stopped. We're going to touch that spaghetti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.